Ruth chapter 2. I'm going to have to make a correction. In the last chapter, I said that Naomi's husband, Elimelech, who had passed away, was from the tribe of Ephraim, and that is not true. The Bible said that he was an Ephrathite. An Ephrathite is not from the tribe of Ephraim. That is simply somebody who lives in Bethlehem. You would have to be an Ephraimite in order to be from the tribe of Ephraim. Ephrata is the ancient name for Bethlehem. Saying that you're an Ephrathite simply means that you live in that town, Bethlehem. Elimelech is from the tribe of Judah. Because in this chapter, we're going to meet Boaz, who is his kinsman redeemer, who is also from the tribe of Judah. In Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, we read about kinsmen redeemers. And those are men who can redeem the property rights and the right to keep a man's name when a man dies. For instance, if a woman's husband dies before she had children with him so that she doesn't have any children, then by the law, his brother had to take her as a wife so that she could have children through the brother but those children would actually belong to the dead brother, the living brother, and they would further the name of the dead brother, and they would inherit the property of the dead brother. This was to keep the property in the family and also to keep a man's name continuing even after he died. And it was also to make sure that women had children. If their husband died before he gave her a child, she still needed a child for her own livelihood, especially a son, because her son would take care of her in her widowhood. But if she had no children, she had nobody to take care of her. So it covered three needs in families at the time. Boaz is a kinsman to Naomi's dead husband. He would have the right to possibly marry Ruth and give Naomi her property back in a sense because she had her property through her husband. But if Boaz becomes her kinsman redeemer, then that property comes back into her side of the family. Jesus Christ is also our redeemer. He's called our redeemer in the New Testament. He's our brother, and he's our redeemer. He gives us our life back because we lost our lives to sin, and we were on our way to eternal destruction in hell because of our sin. But he redeemed our lives back. He paid the price to redeem our lives back so that we can now have eternal life. Boaz in this story is going to represent Jesus Christ as our spiritual redeemer. For eternal life. But Boaz is going to redeem Naomi and Ruth's lives in a temporal sense. Verse 1, And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of valor, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. So not only is Boaz a warrior, but we'll find out he's also wealthy. 2. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean among the ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. This was also part of God's law. In Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, God said, You're not allowed to glean your fields when you harvest. Now, gleaning is when you pick it with a fine-tooth comb and make sure you get every last ear of corn or every last head of wheat. And God forbid that of the Israelites. He said, you go through it once and you do your harvest with just one run through. You can't go back and glean and get a nitpick till the last dregs because that's for the poor people. And God also said in his law, you're not allowed to harvest the corners of your property because your field is going to be square. And God said, you have to cut corners, leave the corners for the poor people. 
the widows and the orphans. They can go straight to the corners after you've harvested and they can get tons of food right there. And then if they need more, they can walk further into the field and glean. In this way, God ensured that the poor people could get food without begging and that there would definitely be enough food for them because there isn't going to be that many poor people in an active community. It's just going to be the widows, the orphans, and the lame. Naomi has absolutely nothing. Therefore, Ruth has nothing either. They are eligible to glean in anyone's field. It's the beginning of barley harvest. Naomi sends Ruth out to go and glean. 3. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. Now the reapers are the people who are actually hired to harvest the field, and they're not allowed to glean. They're only allowed to do the initial reaping for the master. And her hap was to light in the portion of the field belonging unto Boaz, which means it just so happened that she went to Boaz's field and didn't know it, that he was a near relative of Naomi. Of course, God arranged this. And Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. 4. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Remember, this was also in God's law to always have the name of the Lord in your conversation. We read about that in Leviticus, where God said, Make sure you talk about me all day long, and when you pray, you put my law on your head and on your right hand, and I also want you to write my law on your doorpost and on your gate entrance. He is part of Boaz's daily conversation, so the first thing he does is mention the name of the Lord when he says, The Lord be with you. And his servants, who know that they also need to follow the law because Boaz does, they answer him, The Lord bless thee. 5. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was sent over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? So he saw Ruth, and he didn't recognize her from the neighborhood. 6. And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is a Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the field of Moab. Now Boaz knows that she's from his family. She's married into his family. 7. And she said, Let me glean, I pray you, and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now, save that she tarried a little in the house. The servant is telling Boaz that she's a hard worker. He's saying she's been here all day long. She only took a brief break. 8. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither pass from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Boaz is now instructing Ruth because he knows that she's a part of his family. He's saying, I don't want you to wander from field to field. Stay in my field every single day so that I can protect you. And I want you to stay with my handmaiden servants. And that way, no one will try to harass you or take advantage of you. Because there's always that possibility of rape or harassment since she's a foreigner and she doesn't have a man to protect her. 9. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? What he's telling her is, I've ordered all my male servants to leave you alone. And when thou art athirst, go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. He's also saying, we will provide you water. 10. Then she fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found favor in thy sight? that thou shouldst take cognizance of me, meaning that you should notice me, seeing I am a foreigner. She doesn't understand why he would be so nice to her when she's from Moab. 11. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been told me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband, 
and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity. The land of your nativity is where you're born, and art come unto a people that thou knowest not heretofore. He's saying, you are a noble woman. You've done the right thing. You gave up your homeland. You gave up your opportunity of having a good future over there to come back here and be loyal to my relative, Naomi. 12. The Lord recompense thy work and be thy reward, complete from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to take refuge. Now he's blessing her life and saying, May the Lord bless you abundantly for being such a righteous woman. At this point, Boaz isn't in love with her. He's simply acknowledging that she's a relative and she's a noble woman. He's proud to know her, and she, in his opinion, deserves protection, care, and consideration. He is a righteous man. Righteousness recognizes righteousness. 13. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken to the heart of thy handmaid, though I be not as one of thy handmaidens. She says, Even though I'm technically not your handmaiden, you can consider me as one. 14. And Boaz said unto her at mealtime, She's eating with them at lunch, which is something that Boaz allows the gleaners to do. I don't know if every Israelite farmer would allow the gleaners to eat with them at lunch, but evidently this is standard for Boaz. And he said to her, Come hither and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and they reached her parched corn, and she did eat and was satisfied, and left thereof. He invites her to sit by him at the table, or near him to be served all the food that they're served and not have to feel shy about it. They gave her roasted corn, which is something that gets mentioned in the Bible a lot. Israelites love to eat roasted corn. She ate until she was full, and then she saved some food. 15. And when she had risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and put her not to shame. This is what I call overboard, because Boaz is now elevating her to the status of a reaper. And he's saying, let her now reap, meaning she doesn't have to glean anymore. She doesn't have to go behind them and get what they leave behind. She can walk with the reapers and get full armloads. He's making it so that her work is lighter, so that she can get all the food she needs in a shorter amount of time and go back home to Naomi. So she doesn't have to spend the whole day in the field gleaning. She can just spend part of the day in the field reaping. He's now made her a reaper. This is so awesome because... It represents how Jesus treats us when we come into his family. He elevates us to a higher status. He tells us we can call him brother. And this is just so amazing what Boaz is doing for Ruth. He's basically saying, you're now on all my other servants level. He's treating her like she's hired rather than being a beggar who comes behind and just takes what's left over. Now she really is his servant. She told him, consider me your servant. And so now he said, okay, then you can walk with reapers. This is amazing. When we tell Jesus that we're his servant and we mean it, he says, okay, I'll give you assignments just as I give assignments to my angels. And when he told them to put her not to shame, he meant don't give her the evil eye or look at her as if she shouldn't be here with you. You need to treat her as an equal. 16. And also pull out some for her of purpose from the bundles and leave it and let her glean and rebuke her not. This is even more over the top. This is just outrageous what Boaz is now telling the reapers. He's saying basically do her job for her. I want you to deliberately pretty much drop bundles in her hand. 
This is also what Jesus does for us because he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, meaning that he does his mighty deeds in us so that we aren't stressing. Yeah, he asks us to give up a lot and do some things that other people would consider hard, but he makes it such a joy. The things that I've given up for the Lord, I've been happier after I gave them up. He makes it such a joy to serve him. Like making this podcast is a big project. It's going to take at least a year to finish. But it's so easy because Jesus is doing it in me. It isn't me sweating bullets. It's him doing it in me. By faith, I don't have to fret and stress and get worn out over it. It really isn't that hard because it's what he assigned me to do. Now, if I tried to do something that he didn't assign me to do, that would be difficult because I'd be doing it out of his will. Or if I do it without faith, then I would be sweating bullets and stressing. And But I know that it's Jesus doing it. And that's what Boaz is doing for Ruth. He even has the reapers pretty much doing her work for her. 17. So she gleaned in the field until even, and she beat out that which she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley, which is a big amount. 18. And she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought forth and gave to her that which she had left after she was satisfied, meaning she gave Naomi her leftover lunch, which was the roasted corn and the bread. And that way Naomi had an instant meal, and she wouldn't have to think, oh, now we're going to have to spend hours turning this barley into flour and baking bread. She could eat immediately as soon as Ruth got home. 19. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today, and where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. Naomi knows that Ruth had to have had a lot of help to come home with this much food. And she told her mother-in-law, with whom she had wrought, and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. 20. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. She's saying, It's a kindness to the name of my husband that Boaz is feeding us. 21. And Ruth the Moabitess said, Yea, he said unto me, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. Ruth is telling Naomi, He even told me to reap with reapers until the harvest is over and never leave his field. The angels are messengers to earth that tell us the word of God at different times. They don't tell us all the word of God, but at monumental moments, the angels came to earth and gave messages. But you and I are also messengers of God. If we're in his kingdom, it's our appointment to go and tell people the gospel. We are also reaping with the reapers, because when you share the gospel, you are reaping the harvest, because people get saved that way. Jesus has set us side by side with his reapers. His reapers are the angels. He's elevated us to that same position that we are to spread the word about him and spread the gospel. 22. And Naomi said unto Ruth her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, and that thou be not met in any other field. So Naomi agrees, Yes, stay in his field, just like he said, and stay with his female servants. 23. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest. The wheat is harvested after the barley. It blossoms later. And she dwelt with her mother-in-law. So she was able to work in Boaz's field through two harvests. And that concludes Ruth chapter 2.